The following is an archived Joe Biden presented by the Joe Biden and Joe Biden Foundation for Joe Biden Recovery. This Joe Biden is entitled Joe Biden. It is the first and only Joe Biden of the Joe Biden. Welcome to Joe Biden. Like, they didn't know who they were before they got here, okay? And that's the thing, man. There was a guy, he worked in second best. I always called it the number two. It's around Dover was known as the number two. Number two doorbell factory in the entire state. He came into work one day and he said, I don't want to be number two anymore. And so he went up and said, all right, well, and you're, you're not, this, you, next time you come to work, you're coming to work, work on the unemployment line, Jack. He said, man, that's not fair, but they got rid of him. And the thing, the thing you got to realize is that guy went on, he invested in Microsoft. He invented, he invested in, he invented in all these companies like Google, uh, Google, Chrome, Firefox, Netscape, all these great American companies we know now that are now as synonymous with the United States as, you know, the, the, the Apple Jacks or the, anything like that. The thing is, one day he woke up and there was a gas leak in his house and he had actually, he died in 1975. And that's why we got to do got, what we got to do. You got guys like that who are bringing in their families. They're bringing their families back with them from, you know, the Bosnian War and the Iraq War. And they had their families and they're coming back with their families. And their families are like, this is not the America I remembered. I mean, you always have your taxes, right? And that's a portion of your income, right? Not the whole thing. That's the whole point of taxes is that it's not the whole thing. And these families come back and you're telling them about this and that and telling them a whole lot of sassafras. And they're not game to the, you know, political jive and whatnot. So they're sitting there with their hands in their pockets going, what, you know, what's the flap, Jack? You know, when you're talking, see, I was in Scranton, Pennsylvania, just as a, as a critter and Skip Weathers. He came up to me at Lowler's one day. He said, Joe, you look just like your dad, but you got your mom's skip. And you know what? I took my whole bag that day. I went home. I did my homework. And then I went out and I played baseball. And that's what we're talking about today. You got to go out there. You got to play ball. You got to play it. ball. There's no other way about it. If you're not, we have a saying. We had a saying in Wilkes-Barre. We got a saying in Washington. And that saying is, if you're not bringing your glove, well, I don't care how many home runs you hit, you're not going to be on the team. All right. And the thing is, I used to uh, I used to play ball down there in Dover, and I played with uh, John John Chevrolet. He's the guy that owns uh, John John's Long Cars, and he would sell the longest cars I ever seen, drive them to the game. And well, you know, back then you didn't have a lot of the same plastics manufacturing and stuff now. And it was right by the swimming pool, so you had to have a good fence right there. And he, John John has his car, and he's hitting all these dingers, right? And it's a real hot rod. It's a real slick mister. And, you know, I, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but he was talking to every, you know, Tom, Dick, and Sally there trying to wet his whistle. But back then it was more innocent. There wasn't a lot of the uh, hubbub going around that there is today with the HPV virus, the human papilloma virus, with all the kind of problems even you have with the opiate crisis and the HPV crisis here in the Midwest and in the middle of all of America. Under 100% is where we're at. And I knew, I knew there's a guy in town and he was the richest fella in town. His name was Chester Mix, and he was a short, shorter, shorter guy. But he always used to say, "Well, when God made me, He decided to pack more of the punch into the into the into the bowl." And I don't want to I don't want to explicate what he meant by that because we got some the we, punch bowl. we got some, we got some kids here. They don't neither here nor there for all they know that punch bowl. It's just what they like to drink. Okay, but. Uh, he used to say, when you give someone a paycheck, it's like they're, they're paying you the respect that you owe to them. And I think about, you know, what we're seeing today with regards to the previous president, who, of course, uh, one of the greatest friends I've had. And what we're seeing now, you can go into a store, seven, eight types of condoms. Used to be, 
If you didn't want to have You it, had the one. You, you had the one, and that was just a joke. That was a joke. You bring that in front of your gal and say, why don't we try one of these on for a lark? And now it's the law of the land. So if you're coming to me and saying, oh, well, you can't, you're, you're out of touch. Well, my, I've been there. I've danced all the way around that maypole. And some of these, I'm in the I'm in the gas station, and I'm looking for for my the John Boy's Vanilla Plenty is my favorite candy, and I'm in the gas station there in Dover, and I'm poking around, I'm looking where I'm like I'm like what's all this strange candy? Where's my Vanilla Plenty's? And you know I'm sitting there, I'm in my classic summer look, I got my sunglasses on, and I'm screaming all about these Vanilla Plenty's, and I I grabbed some candy. It turns out they were condoms. And I, I feel like this is a thing none of the other candidates are addressing. Now, what this campaign's been about has been gusto. And look, man, whether you're into tropical misters or crusty snapsters, pick your poison. We're all together. We're fri- we're flipping the mattress over, and we're getting in there. We're saying, hey, whether it be a summer or the the moon's out too. You know, my name is, uh, yeah, uh, my name is Joe Biden, and I'd like to, uh, our sponsor today is Little Pippi's Peppermint Twisties. Uh, get your twist. My name is uh, Joe Biden, and uh, I'd like to give, uh, give a shout out to uh, our sponsors today. I'd also like to, I don't know, that young lady in the front row, don't go tying on any bows too tight. Else the boys won't be able to untie him. Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't I know wanna, what. Uh, uh, well, well, as I wanna, former vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, to uh, my good friend Barack Hussein, he. This campaign is sponsored by Zippy's Hot Dogs. There's kosher as Christ. This is this recording you're hearing right now, sponsored by my favorite candy. Probably yours too. If it should be, you should try to have some for yourself. Judge for yourself. See if you don't like what's going on in there. Root beer snippies. Uh, uh, this campaign that we're doing, that trying to bring America together, just like a Barack O'Driscoll did, is uh, sponsored by Zexman's baseball hats. Uh, Zexman's. They stay on your head when you're running. Well, what do you see with the current candidate? Uh, candidate for the president current president president elect Donald Donald Gunch is that (laughs) he can't he can't tell a horseshoe from a hole in the ground so we are sponsored by we want to give a quick quick little quick little shout to our sponsor Candied Horseshoes made here in Dover Look, if you're the biggest kid in town, you could climb the biggest tree. That's not the case anymore. <laughs> and if you're if you're looking to get ants, if you're looking to get ants in your hair, you'll know what to do. But look, guy, I mean, you wash every window in the neighborhood. You'll make maybe a quarter. <laughs> you know, we got a president in the White House right now. You know, we got Donald Draper playing backseat bingo with some <laughs> playing backseat bingo with some Carly Kitten there, going zippity doo da. He's he's back there, his hands going you know where, and he's acting like he's made in the shade with pink cabaret, and uh, I, that just kind of you know razz my, razzes my berries a little bit. I got to say, and you know what, I feel like our campaigns were all coming together, and we're going to tell uh, Mr. Draper to put an egg in your shoe and beat it. Yeah. Uh- you know, there used to be a saying around here. We had it. We had it in Wilkes-Barre. Definitely had it in Dover. Don't know. Made it in Wilmington. By the time I was a young, young, young man, the saying was, "Take a bath of everyone in town. You're gonna get dirty." <laughs> and you see a lot of what's going on today with the current president in the Oval Office. He's been taking a bath with the whole world. He's been hogging that soap. So what I'm going to do in there, day one, we're going to go to our allies. We're going to go to our, the. We're going to go to the the Nathan countries. We're going to go United Kingdom, the uh, Margaret, uh, to 
Boris, and we're going to— Harry, Prince of Harry, Wales. Harry, the Prince of Wales, Princess Diana, the Egyptian fellow. I forget whether he is happens to be— Imhotep. Want to be, you know, the type of gentleman who is a uh, Muslim or a uh, pre— pre-Muslim uh, sun worship, but uh, we're going to go around. We're going to go, why don't you hop in the bath? We'll take care of the rest. Look, I'm the one man who has the experience. People know me around the world. These world leaders know me. I know the ins and the outs. Look, it's just like what I told Tabitha Crisp. We are building a way for Americans to live the way they should be with Americans. Now, you you take Jimmy Scone. Back in the day, he was the ropes to my garage door in the 80s. <laughs> and he, you could get a whole football game with him driving. I'll tell you what. Now, at the same time, you get all the same stones in a bucket and you've got fireworks, Jack. Nah, I remember, I remember this pool hall. This pool hall actually segregated until 1998. But it wasn't for the reasons that people typically think. It's just that uh, the Portuguese and the other normal types of people thought that <laughs> perhaps tempers and tensions flare when different groups of people try to play a simple game of pool. But eventually, after the Clinton presidency and after the crime bill, of course, and you see in regards to that, in regards to making a criminal justice system that not only worked for the police officer, but also worked for uh, worked for the man robbing banks, which is what we're trying to accomplish here. And hopefully we'll see in the next presidency, should I be so lucky to be in that Oval Office, that the Portuguese and the Latinos started to cohabitate with the whites in this pool hall. But there is a guy around here, uh, we called him... Bacalao Joao. He was a he was he 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 was he was a serious boy, and he was yep. he was a smooth boy, and you could try to grab onto his legs, and by God, Jack, those are sliding right out of your hands like a sausage. You just defrosted and in the spent sink. Spent so much time under that greaser of his, and there's eight pistons all bumping going down, one, challenging guys to races. Couldn't get a hold of that guy. One day but that was a different time back then. One day he stood he stood on the jukebox and said, I'm not leaving until we can play my Madeira mix. I said, Listen listen here, Vicente Fa excuse me. Excuse me. Uh <laughs> excuse me. Uh, 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 Giuseppe Don't get Giuseppe. It. You you can play your Portuguese music, but you're not you're not you're not playing over the Tom Petty. These other people did fine jobs and their their quarters spend just as good as yours. And he met me in the parking lot with a jug of Madeira, which is Portuguese wine. And I said, I was smart. I said, listen, the Portuguese have accomplished a lot in terms of sailing from here to there. So I apologize. But you can't come to this pool hall and act like you are, you're you're the you're the biggest caterpillar in the bees nest. Okay. I was uh, I was down there campaigning. Uh, I was down there in Arcadia doing a rally for my boys. Me and my boys were down there, and I had this guy come up to me, and he's puffing his chest out. He's a real he's a real Buster Beefer type of looking guy. If you catching my drift there, and uh, he starts you know yelling at me, saying stuff about that I hate women. And I want to clear the air right here. When I passed the Violence Against Women Act, that's a uh, uh, anti uh, doing the violence. It's not. It's not a. I didn't pass laws that encouraged it. So when I had that guy step up to me, I'm like, "You look like you know maybe you should shave some other parts of your body, bud, because right now it's not cutting it." And then me and him, we got right down on the grats there. I had my uh, campaign aides brought down some mats. And we uh, we leg wrestled. I got him in a figure four lock. But you're not going to see that on the news, are you, huh? Look, some people might feel like Christmas morning, right? Some people might feel like, well, a funeral morning. And <laughs> in regards to women, back in uh, 
back in the grades, I found uh, Jenny Suds. Her bike was broken. And by God bless her soul, she let me fix it for her. And uh, she gave me a whole bag of Nougat Dreamies. And I took those and I, I shared them with my friends, you know, Zinger and Gumdrop. And that's now, what we did by the creek. I was whitewashing a fence down there in Dover when I was just but a boy. And people say now, like, you know, they look at me like some old guy that never knew, like, a black guy or something. And I tell you, my best friend growing up for about, you know, six months there was a black feller named T- Tippy Toe. And he taught me a lot of stuff about, you know, different friends of different ages. He was 20 years older than me, and we painted fences together. He was a good friend of mine. Me and him would get in his dad's long car, and we would just kind of go on down to the beach and see how much of the car we could dip into the water. But you don't hear about that kind of stuff nowadays when you're talking about, you know, the 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 presidency or Donald Draper or any of these guys that are out here doing real bad stuff, to, like a real saying the bad stuff, tweeting it, and getting on their phone. You know, it's just like a metaphor for teenagers nowadays where you can kind of put down the phone, you know, and your Fortnite and stuff like that. And you you actually go get a malt. You'll actually go, you know, put on a white smock and work a day in your life and count out the pennies without having to use a calculator or without having a computer screen tell you what to do. Just count them out in your head. You know, back in my day, we used to do long algebra and it was shorter. So they should have called it short algebra. You know, saying goes... And it's true. It's true as it was in the 1950s and 60s as it is now. All right, Dr. Jill Biden says it all the time. But okay, you can't, you cannot, you, you, you can't have a B in the movie theater and catch a matinee. You just can't, okay? And the fact is, I've spent some time here. I've been around. And I was, I was, I spent the entire summer, many summers, I was going into Jewish neighborhoods and I was saying, it's okay to take Benadryl. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. Because there was, a, there was racial mistrust where the Jewish, the Jewish fellas, they thought that their Filipino pharmacists were trying to kill them with Benadryl. They thought it was poison. And their allergies were out of control. And no one was working at the bank. And I said, this isn't right. And I I met everyone. I met I met I met Zippy I met I I met the 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 the, the rabbi of the Dover Jewish community, Flippy Rosenbaum. And he looked me in the eyes and said, Joe, it says something in the Tanakh. You guys know it as the Old Testament, you Christians, you Catholics good boys and girls. And it said, God said to Hezekiah, bring me a lamb, but show me that you can, that, that you can come into the town of Estopheles and know the women. And I think about that every day. Now, now, Flippy Rosenbaum, he died, unfortunately, 1979. His, his leg got caught in the conveyor belt in the town's biggest screen door factory. And to honor him, the Filipino Pharmacist Association bought all the screen doors that contain parts of our former beloved rabbi, and they're still up in in those Filipino pharmacies. And that's what it's about. It's about community, okay? And not what, it's not about sending a tweet. It's not about... It's not about what's going on at Fox News or CNN, and it's it's not about, you know, it's not about blaming this guy or that guy. It's about coming together and saying, I don't care if you're Filipino, Jewish, you're a Christmas person, you're 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 <laughs> a black fella, you're 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 uh, some some type of ad, yeah. maybe you're t- some type of ad mixture of uh, Portuguese and Maltese. You can be who you are. And you you can wear a hat, a hat with one color, one of those hats with no bill that have all kinds of colors on them. It's you, up to you. You can, you, you can, you can tighten your belt, or you can let your pants fall down. All that matters is, if you're at this party, don't eat all the hot dogs. You know, people. No, we want to talk about how this campaign is is probably sponsored by Chicken Pleasure. <laughs> and now I want to tell. Young people today, the problem with their voting is 
you know, they want all the chocolate bars, but they ain't got the coin, pal. Now, there was a fellow I knew, Dennis Gump, and he had a Dodge Meadowbrook. And what he would do is he'd take his cola, his bottles of cola, and he'd leave them in the back seat. He'd let them warm up there in the sun as they sat there, and he'd open them up, and they'd be warm. And he'd tell me, Joe, there's nothing like it. And I said, well, I like mine cold. And he said, but we're still friends. And that's what America... That's <laughs> what America's getting back to, I hope. You gotta, we're going to make it happen. You got to make it happen, because you think about this, Jack. When you go bobbing for apples, you don't go straight for the oranges. You got to get yourself some of the apples... And uh, you know, put, take those apples, and you're going to put them in their place. You're going to you're going to you're going to invest in those apples and give them to communities of all color, black, white, Filipino, or extra <laughs> Filipino. And you're just going to have those people come together, and they're going to they're going to come together in in a political rally. No, they're going to come together over television, America's Funniest Home Videos, or some kind of common bond that people have back you know, when this country was great. When you could make a living off of, you know, at a malt shop and clean your smock every night and go home and feed your family with it. But now we got all the apps and we got the Ubers and we got, uh, you know, young girls uh, that are, you know, you meeting men on, on Tinders and dates. And, you know, I met Dr. Joe Biden when she came to one of my Blue Hens football games and I invented jumping over a guy instead of uh, getting tackled by him. I saw... Story on the news the other night made me sick. There's a boy, and he was going on Facebook saying that he was, I'm sorry for any in the crowd with more delicate sensibilities, he was saying he was a MILF. <laughs> and he would, he would put on high heels, and he would put on an apron, and he would, he, he would mash his legs together to simulate a woman's chest put those in the apron and put a steaming hot pie on the windowsill like we've all seen mothers of all shapes and sizes do and say, pie's ready, boys. And grown men going under the under 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 this child's bulletin saying, I'd love to make you a grandmother, miss. I'd like to take you out for a spin. And he was taking their credit cards, and he was taking their social securities and he would he he would he was taking him for a ride. I don't think this is, I don't think this is a, yeah. I don't think this is a bad boy. I don't think he's an evil boy. I just think there's just I, I just think now it used to be you picked up your phone, you called the operate operator, ask her if she was wearing wearing those wearing those cat glasses or she <laughs> caught a picture lately. And then she pats you through, you know, give you a call. I I want to I want to talk to I want I want to talk to my I want to talk to my friend Craig Lettuce. See what see see what see what's going see see what's going on with him. See if he's still got the shingles. If I can do you're anything for him. You're gonna spin around the now, phone now. Yeah, you can spin around the phone. Now you pick up the phone, and there is more crime than you'd see in any back alley. And forgive me for saying this. I know. I've, uh, I'm gonna take hell from everyone for for especially especially from my friends in Malta. More crime than a Maltese alleyway, <laughs> but we gotta clean it up. And we, they want they're gonna call me the the maid in chief. I will be like a maid in now, there. Look, I was on the forefront of the current. Reforms for education. I mean, my friend Martha Sandwich, she told me. She disagreed with me. And I said, I mean, God God bless her. She belongs atop of a Christmas tree. But what she doesn't know is these <laughs> these young people that are saying they're, you know, out there playing music and rock and roll for uh Barney and you know, his whole campaign deal, God rest his soul. He what they <laughs> They think is it's time for trick or treating and going out there and getting what's given to them, and it's like, well, no, pal, now is not the time for dress up. 
Yeah, the, uh, people don't want no handouts. They don't want any kind of freewheeling. They don't trust it. They want to go to the quarry and they want to bust rocks for their gravy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's something that at the cornerstone of America right there. It's like back in the day when you met a woman, you used to be able to just go ahead and put a little bit of her hair in your mouth. And it wasn't considered rude or weird or anything like that. It's just something that you did. It was a little playful thing that you did is put a little bit of a girl's hair in your mouth. And nowadays you got all the PC police and everybody telling me and I'm growing and learning and uh, more so than I did even as a baby. I learned more this year than I did. <laughs> I, I learned almost nothing as a child and a baby the whole time now, compared to now. I want to tell you about one of the, the great friends I met on this campaign, and believe me, campaign, get more friends than any app just going on a campaign. Jack, you say you say you don't have enough friends? Well, just, why don't you buckle up and run for president? Cause I highly recommend you, everybody run for president at least once in their life. Absolutely. You make more friends, you, you will, your address book won't even fit in your pocket anymore, and I guarantee you that. But... I want to tell you tell you a tale about a longshoreman I met out in Maryland on one of our campaign stops. And he came up to me. This is a big guy, calloused hands, big forearms, looked like two Virginia hams. This is a serious dude. He came up to me crying. And he said, Joe. I don't want I I, I don't want I, I, I don't I don't want I don't want to go to the doctor for free. I've worked for everything I have in my life. <laughs> and I said, I will honor. I will. I swear to God. I swear to you. I swear to your children, your beautiful daughter, Lucinda Smuckers, wonderful wife. I swear to you. You will get the health care that you earn. You're not going to be dealing with any long lines of government bureaucracy. I want you to go to the doctor. Whether you go in there, you got you got to get your tonsils taken out. You got to be in a full body cast. Believe me, some of those nurses, you're going to need the full body cast. Okay, but you got to get what you've earned because if you don't deserve what you got, then this whole we might as well just throw it. We take the Constitution. And say, well, that's that's just that's just lunch for the birds, okay? Look, the American people, the folks, and their homes and in their communities probably feel like right now they're living in the Wizard of Oz. But let me say, we're gonna win in twenty eighteen, and we're gonna <laughs> go in there, and by the end of it, heck. We'll be counting all the reindeer together. And uh, this campaign has been proudly sponsored by uh, Smitty's Belly Cream. And it's the cream of the crop. Just a dollop will do. Uh, don't get carried away with it. You only need a little bit on there. Unless you got a big belly like some of these uh, some of these fellas yelling at me on my camp train trail. Uh, gentlemen that probably have never heard of uh, Mr. Atlas once in their life or ever had any magazines or movies with those young men flexing on them that inspired me uh, to take care of my health so I wouldn't need extra health care when I was a college student, not like the college students of today who, um, you know, they want health care, but they don't know how to pay for it. So they're paying for it, you know, by trying to go to every Tom, Dick, and Sally and saying, you know, you know, it's Pepsi Cola's got to pay for my health care or whatever. And, and I'm just like, hey, Jack, that's not how we do things here. We're going to figure out a way. We're going to get a plan for you. We're going to take care of it. But if you try to rock the boat, you know, do too much. You know, I had a, I had a scandal-free administration, right? And that means there wasn't a single, you know, no, you know, we ate with our plates at the table. We didn't get no gravy. We didn't get any pepper or any kind of salt or sauce on any of the furniture of the Oval Office. And that's something that I, you know, I, I, I want people to remember nowadays when Donald Draper's in there making deals with Kramer and saying my son's making deals with Kramer and it's just something that's not going to flap Jack. So why don't you go bust the thing and get a new load of sassafras to sell people? I When I was in the previous 
presiding office of my great friend, of course, uh, uh, Ziploc Obama, uh, <laughs> I was the one. I went up to the Iraqis. I gathered them all at the table. And there was every type of Iraqi, okay? And I said, why don't we just have one year, okay? One year. I was the first guy to say this. I'm very proud of it. That Muslims try to celebrate Christmas. Just give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Yeah, we you, can you try can, your thing. We'll eat, we'll eat or not eat when you tell us yeah. to, but, you know. We can do shawarma another year. Why don't you just give Christmas a shot, man? And there were, that they called that the most peaceful winter ever in Baghdad. <laughs> Part of that was that the Iraqis... <laughs> They didn't know how to sing Christmas songs, so all different types of Iraqis, the Shias, who are sort of like the the Portuguese of the Muslims, uh, they uh, they they were trying. They had to figure out. They, they were tasked with figuring out the Christmas songs. Uh, the the Sunnis they put up the tinsel, and the other type of Muslim they uh, <laughs> all had to be Santa Claus. They were larger. A lot of the Kurds are uh, sort of portly. Portlier, and they they were Santa Claus for the whole country. We got a, you know, there's all the foreign policy experience we got from, you know, when we did this the very first time with you got the Serbians and you got the Bosnians and then you got the Ottomans there too. And we said, hey, gang, why don't you all sit down for a powwow and smoke a peace pipe and we're going to figure out how to do this thing together. You know, we whipped those Serbians into shape just like we whipped the Bosnians into shape and the Ottomans. And next thing you know, guess what? Uh, Balkans, they're saying that is a good thing. And it's because of, you know, me, and I couldn't do it without my wife, Dr. Joe Biden. Look, man, whether we're talking about the 4th of July and it's a barbecue and everyone's running around with their lemonade hot dogs, uh, we got, (laughs) or if, you know, maybe it's Easter, this whole thing, Nothing but a nake hunt. You just got to find the right moves, put them in your basket, get them in there, and heck, this whole thing might be a chocolate bunny we could eat together. You know, it's the same thing with different kind of candy bars. Everybody gets the different kind of candy bar they want, and uh, that's just called progress, Jack. Some people want the Milky Way triple chocolate. Some of them want uh, uh, Mr. Sweetie's uh, delight bar. And some of them are just going to sit there, and they're going to sit there with their thumb up their butt, and they're going to say, I want, you know, all this kind of stuff, what he, uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry and the next man has, right? And I want that because they're doing, they're looking like Mr. Thing up there in their hot rod. But at the end of the day, we're not going to give everybody all the kinds of, you know, shits and giggles that they're asking for. We're not going to give people, you know, all, all this stuff. we got to make a country that works for the everyman, the middleman. And no man left behind. I want to. I want to. N- excuse me. No, I want to address. I want to address the gentleman in the back, saying all this, saying all this nonsense about my son. Listen, man. Listen, you, 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 you get your facts straight, Jack. Okay. My son, when he went to Bursa Sack, he's not accused of any. No one has ever accused him, my son, of any crime, and he's a. My beautiful, special little angel guy, okay? He's a beautiful guy. He's a... I kiss him on the lips every time I see him because I can't believe he's real. And the second thing, you do you say I'm unfit, unfit for president? We can go, we can go, we can play tic-tac-toe right now, Jack. Do you want to do jumping jacks? You want to you wanna put on a turtleneck and throw a medicine ball? You want you want you want to you 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 want to you want to you want to pick up a triangle that says a hundred pounds? We can do it right now. <laughs> no, listen here, no, listen, listen here, gay. I, 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 I am doing this because I love, I love every single person here, including you. I want what's best for everyone. So if you want to. You want you want you want to go put on the leather helmets, get on the gridiron, see who's more fit. We'll 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 oh tr- oh trust me. 
Your clipboard's gonna your clipboard's gonna run out of space, Jack. So I'll do why, some why, why, multiplication why, 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 tables right now. I'll do yeah. some multiplication. You want to figure out all the all the, the even the the double numbers where there's two of them next to each other? I could do those. Yeah, you want to do a spelling bee right now, Mac? <laughs> they used to call me Webster Joe. You know what that means? Okay. So why don't you shut your mouth? Try to maybe sit still for once. People want to talk not have, about not have your generous chest nipples of your generous chest touch your belly. Okay, Mac. I got my beautiful son. You know, they said with him, he came out and he was shining gold, and they said that would go away, and it did. But guess what? He was also the youngest kid that that doctor ever said he saw throw a spiral in a football. And now you're telling me this kid, uh, you know, is going to jail and whatnot, and his head has never touched, you know, the bottom of a guillotine. He's never even come close, Buster Brown. So why don't you rev up your car and go ahead and peel on out of here before I come at you like a Division Ten football player back in my blue hen days. <laughs> now look, let me talk about guy I knew, used to fish with. And this is, you know, done with my pigskin days. I didn't... I didn't turn Vietnamese like all of them jacks. And uh, <laughs> let's say I didn't have any flowers in my hair n- neither. But me and uh, me and uh, Tom Teakwood, we would we'd go out and we deep sea fish off the coast of of uh, New York, Jersey, and we would go out there, and he'd tell me, you know, Joe, the girl I marry is is is. Uh, the girl I'm in love with is the love of my life, and I want you to be my best man. And I said, you know, uh, Tom, you know I've known you a handful of years, and uh, I've kicked your your butt at chess. But you know what? If you have a kid, you know, I'd be happy to be named after him. Let's just say that much. When I, nowadays, seems like when when someone's got an opinion. They think there, 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 there is, there is right, there is right as March hail. It'll come down on you hard. It'll come down on you quick. But I remember things were different. As a young senator, young senator at twenty nine, seventeen thousand dollars a year, which was at the time enough to buy the malt shop and all the cars out front. But there was a senator from South Carolina. His name was Theodore Slave Owner. <laughs> and he, he saw me. He saw me in my my big suits and my my class ring. And he thought I got less in common with this guy than the rooster does with the hen. But what it turned out to happen was we had more in common than you could even know. Okay, and we worked together. And we 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 had our differences, believe me. But we worked together, and we came up with the mild segregation bill of 1979, and it 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 was the reason that everyone can enjoy the same water fountains today. And I look at you know people try to attack my record, but we. It's it's like I've always said, okay, man. You can't you 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 can't you can't try you try to put on my pants, Jack. You're gonna be stepping on the hills because they're too long for you. I was uh you know everybody everybody coming in here every time Dick and Harry is gonna look at you and they're gonna say that this guy you know I'm not gonna know uh, racism or anything like that because I'm too handsome. And I say, guess what, bub. You know, I grew up Catholic, and back then we were the bad guys. <laughs> and uh, people would look at us. You know, they'd want to cross the street, right? They wouldn't want. They'd put their hands in their pockets to protect their stuff when you, they saw, you know, Catholics. And um, I learned a lot from back then, where I, I remember being a young boy and going into the candy store, and uh, you know, they kicked me out because they said I was going to take too many fruit pebbles. And uh, I ended up having to go to the candy store across the street. And that's where I met my best friend, Tippy Toe. And, you know, so all times you have these things and these struggles and it, it works out in a life overall uh, kind of thing. And I learned, you know, you get you get that kind of mentality going. And, uh, you know, thanks to Dr. Joe Biden and stuff like that, um, 
we were able to get motivated and we were able to go to Serbia and whip them into shape. Now, when I was serving in the Oval White House office um, with my good friend Brant, we were <laughs> we were talking about the good old days and you know, he's much younger than I am. Not to say that I'm a an old fellow, but uh, I talked to him about Fat Man's Chewy Tape, you know, the chew that has zip. And he had no idea what I was talking about. I said, see, uh, Bargain, that's the brand, that's the difference between you and I. It's not our white skin and black skin and the way you look. What it is is that, well... Sometimes I got a few more, uh, a few more pockets hidden in my sleeves, and every now and then you might just need a, a little bit of a. Uh, this uh, this uh, campaign that we're doing is uh, we're talk to one of our uh, donors and sponsors here. We've been sponsored by Bibby Bubby's Hair Tonic. Uh, it'll keep the hair. Uh, it'll keep your hair the way it is. Uh, the way you like it. All you gotta do is rub a little in your palm and then spit on it and rub it in there and you'll look like you drive one of those cars with the flames painted on it. Wanna wanna give a two quick two quick shouts, one to our sponsor, Grisham Grisham's tonsil juice. Comes in comes in grape sunrise and Maui afternoon flavors. And you're gonna wish you had tonsillitis the way this stuff tastes. Swear. And I think I swear I think back then. I also wanna we wanna thank Loblaw's petroleum toothpaste. You'll smile on Christmas. I'm I'm sorry, I apologize. You'll smile like it's on Christmas. Like it's Christmas. I remember back in the day, you know, you used to be able to go to the dentist and you know, back then it was they had cocaine on the dentist. They had it that in your gums. And we didn't get addicted to it. You know, we didn't, we, you know, looked forward to it. We didn't get, have a problem with it. You know, back then, if a housewife was too sleepy, she got a little bit of some, and we seemed to be able to handle it well. So I think that when we talk about, you know, the drug, the, the you know, the apioid, apiary problems in this country, you have to consider, um, you know, maybe we have mental health services like we did back then to help people, like yelling at hysterical women and putting them on chase lounges uh, because you have, you know, ongoing crises that just keep coming and you got to figure them out in your way or you're going to be, you know, up there at neck and hill without a date to Mac on, Jack. I want to want to tell you a quick story about my great friend, Jack McCain. I remember last few weeks of his life and he was... John was he he would he was he was as sturdy he was as sturdy as a bear just came out of his cave man he was he was a serious you knew him a serious guy but he knew he was going and he and you know he grabbed me on the shoulder and he said Joe I want you to be the last kiss I have before I die. And it was my, I said, man, it's my honor. And he said, you're, you're, you're a never guy. I'm a never guy. And I, last kiss he ever had me on his lips and be a Paul Bearer's funeral was 29, 30, 30 odd decades in the Senate. Greatest honor. And I remember hugging his daughter and she practically picked me up. She practically cracked my back. <laughs> she is she's as strong as him. Believe me. Believe me. She she could she could pull a freight train with her teeth, okay? I grabbed you know, back in I, the gra day, I grabbed I grabbed part of her arm. I said, Listen, we're gonna bring your dad's ghost to the White House. Okay? You know, back in the day, I remember when you used to touch a woman, and even on like something like a business deal, you'd shake hands, right, like you would a man, but they might uh, use one of their fingers to touch your palm in the middle of it and give it a little stroke, and nobody cast an eyeball at that back then, and nowadays, you know, 
nobody cares if you can fit a whole woman's hand in your mouth, even if it's a party trick. They're going to think that there's some kind of sexuality involved in it. When sometimes you just want to, you know, have fun, talk to people. Like, I'd do this to you if you were a man who was a woman, and I wouldn't have a problem with it then either. You know, and I, and I talk to this and I ask my wife, Dr. Joe Biden, uh, sit next to her in our beds at night. And I'm like, can I do this to a woman? Can I touch her there? I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to do this. And nowadays the women got shoulder pads in their jackets to try scare us off. And I'm like, you don't got to scare me, honey. I'm a nice guy. I'll give you a big bear hug whenever you want. Now, when I came into this that big old place with my friend Brock, in 2006, we had a big mess to clean up, and you know what it was. You know, the Middle East Muslims and Monica, what she did here <laughs> in the office. What's going on with that? I said, not my problem, not my business. But when you come into it, you don't know what you're going to get. It's kind of like Christmas morning. You go in there, got all the presents under there, all different kind of shapes and weights, and you can shake them and you can feel them. And, uh, but it's just like a woman. You don't know which one is for you until you read it. Now, I'll tell you, tell you a story about when I was the public defender of Gumlick County, Delaware. I was a young lawyer, young, young lawyer, about 25 years old. You could, you, you give me a pat, you give me a pat on the head and your hand would be shiny for days. That's how green I was. I remember my first client. His name was Ishihiro. He was a Japanese soldier who had never surrendered to the Allies. It was 1968, and he was still fighting the Second World War. He could hold up in a cave out, 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 out near, out near, you know, you guys around here, you know him, the, the, the Candy Lake Mountains. And they finally got him out of there. The sheriff got him out of there. And they said, we're going to charge you fighting against the United States. And I had my whole defense prepared. I was going to say, these, these guys, these fellas, it's their culture. We never bought, we, this guy, uh, he never experienced that situation through Hiroshima or the the other other cities we'd hit with the atomic bomb, so he didn't know he's supposed to surrender. But it, honor is important to him. He's got to keep fighting us. Okay, I was trying to get him off, but jury Jerry Spears convicted him. Judge sent him five years in prison. I went to visit him because I felt so bad. I felt bad. I felt like I had failed him. And he said, Joe. The reason I didn't surrender is that no one told me the war had ended. That's what it's about. It's about character. You know, the sweaters back then used to have a bunch of buttons on them, and you had to get them in the right order. People thought you were a knobhead. No one wanted to neck with you. And today, the sweaters rarely have buttons on them. And it's just another way that, you know, that you don't have to walk uphill. We've made progress since the days of Martin Jr. King Jr. We've made progress ever since, you know, the Rainbow Coalition. This stuff is getting better, Jack, and I don't know how you're going to look at me like I'm a regular Dean Martin crooning up here when I'm just some guy that's been fighting the good fight for all you fellers that don't look like me, you know, uh, people that have to use, generally speaking, more lotion than me. Look, it can't be... Here's what we're saying. It can't always be so easy. You know, kids, they want... Fruit Loops and their coffee now. And, well, you know, back in my day, candy for us was cough drops, and that was good enough for us. I'll take a, a lemon popper any any day. And when I was talking to Martha, what I, what I said to her, my wife, she she said, Joe, if you're going to do this thing, you got to do it right. And I said, honey, I don't think I've ever been more sure. And... You know, we went that day out, my friend, uh, Joe Shoemaker, he, uh, and his boat has kind of a quality to it. You wouldn't believe when you get out there on the water and you really think about it, you said, Hey, well, you know, if I was born here, I wouldn't know it, but that's, uh, that's what it's all about. 
You see, you see here. There's a lot of conversations about Me Too, Times Up, bra, bra burnings. It's a big part of it. And women, they're saying that they're fed up with a society that has treated them like they're the second catch of the day, and you just want to throw them back in the ocean. But I think a lot of understanding could come from men and women sat down with each other. Like I've done with so many senators, with so many different types of people from other countries, even Portuguese, and figured it out. <laughs> Said something like, five seconds is the longest you can hug someone that you're not related to. All right, we can work with that. It's not, it's, not, it's not my favorite, but we can work with it. Say, you know, if you, if you, you have a good work relationship, with a woman, you, you can kiss her on the forehead. But until then, you know, what we've got now, no one knows what's wrong to do, so everyone's getting yelled at. And it's like when you were kids, when you were kids and you played you, you played hide around the molasses barrel. You don't love hiding the molasses barrel. <laughs> sticky, <laughs> st- sticky for the rest of the month. But you hid in that molasses barrel, okay? Because you know, it's the one thing your parents told you not to hide in, so you're going to do it. And back then, if a woman was wearing pants, you could lift her up by the ankles to, to check her out. And now that's something that you know, I'm, uh, you know, you're gonna you're, that you're gonna be taken to task to, and you should be because things have gotten better. And uh, you know, now if you try to lift a woman up, it doesn't matter if she's wearing pants or a skirt, and her her bloomers show. You're just gonna you're just gonna put her back down, Jack, because she's got a right to choose where she gets put upside down by who she wants. And I never had a problem with that. And you look at my record, and I've never had a problem with putting women back down after I pick them up to check them out in a non sexual way. Don't get me wrong. Now you see a nice woman now, and she's got her her heels on and her red lipstick and her hair's uh you know, done up like, uh, you know, Betty Davis. And she's got, you know, kind of a smile on her that's going. And you say, well, you know, what am I going to do about this? And, <laughs> you know, in your mind, you're thinking that you ought to want to hug her and hold her. Or maybe someone ought to wrap her up as a Christmas present. And you know what? The thing is, pal, um, You used to be able to go into the malt shop and you'd you'd have a, a, a penny on you or even half of one and you'd get a whole crate of bluebird. Be able to hand that out to any Tom, Dick, and Sally, any type of little hey, you you know, your name must be kitten because I want to pet you. And they used to take it as a compliment, and you'd hit on the old women as a joke, and and everybody smiled when you left the malt shop. So now I'm not, you know, a hundred percent sure of what's going on with you know what they say. But just know that whatever you like, I've been trying to do that ever since I got put in the Oval Office in the 70s because I had that good-looking sport coat that fit so well. I want to address uh, what my great friend, Senator Ber- Ber- Bernie-, Bernie Sanders, has accused me of voting for the Iraq War, and that's just simply not true. All right? I'm going to put you back in time where we were in 2002, 2003, and... Uh, I, didn't vote. I, I never voted for the war in Iraq. It's, what, what happened was, and people will tell you this, you can ask any journalist in the room who's old enough to sit, sit his nephew on the knee and tell him what's what. We thought uh, at the time, George, George W. Bush, President George W. Bush, he was in the doghouse with his wife because instead of attending their daughter's recital, he'd watch the big game on TV. And he said, I needed this to get back get back out of the doghouse, get into the cat house, you know? I wouldn't think he'd ever invade Iraq. He fooled us, man. But the thing is, I'd do it again. I'd do it the exact same way. Because when it comes to making a vote to whether you're where you need to be within the Senate uh, with regards to congressional approval of things overseas and domestically, okay, You've got you've you've you you you've got to you've got to bring all your marbles. Or you're not going to be playing the jacks game, okay? Now, 
<clears throat> I had a good friend, and his name was Terry Smiler. And what he would do is, you know, back on the docks, they would take the tugboats, right, and they would drive them, and they'd take what's what over to what's where, and they'd say, you know, this is a, what's to be uh, paid on a delivery. And the problem was is that the delivery wasn't always getting what was needed, you know, cost-wise. And what we would do is uh, he would tell me, you know, what I, what I would do is I'd go with him on, on the tugboats, and we'd go there, we'd tell him what's what, and we'd make this whole thing a big old, you know, stew, you know. And we would we'd go out there, and the whole time, I was thinking that, you know, well, what if someone did this with the country? And what if someone campaigned and they took their tugboat out there? And, you know, what we're doing here is kind of like going to Germany. And that's what I've been talking about. I, you know, uh, it's a history. It's a good thing to me when I, I teamed up with Strong Thurmond. And Strong always told me all these stories about, you know, you got your you got your fields and you got your your dirt and you got you got some work here and why don't you just do it? And I said, Well, all right, I'm gonna reach across the aisle and I did and I touched his forearm and uh, me and him were uh, I was telling him all these stories about Dover and, uh, and, and you know, on the time I had to I was working at the malt shop and I had to throw out this feller named Zippy Doodah by his collar and I said, Look here, Strong, you don't you don't uh catch your you don't catch your flies by giving them all that honey you make them buy the milk for free and you're going to get all the vinegar you want later that day to share with your friends and your constituents and then me and him passed that bill that slashed all the tires of the school buses off of those one schools i forgot which ones but you know that's something that you just get things done and and to me that's better than not doing the not things when you get it and you get going because, you know, a, a, faint, a fence ain't going to paint itself, Buster. So why don't you get on your knees and start figure? Uh, you know, we had a, a local tradition here in uh, Wilmington. I don't know if they have it here in Iowa. I'd imagine you do. You, you, you folks love your, your traditions. But it's called Granddad's Day. And what it was was... Uh, for one day, the youngest grandchild would dress up like his grand, his favorite grandfather, okay? It's back then, both grandparents would always be alive, okay? Because nowadays, people wait until they got gray hairs on their head to have kids. Back then, oh boy, you graduate high school, you're about ready to just plump them out. And the ladies, their legs were wide open to shoot those kids out, okay? They had but better they hips would, back then. The hips were stronger, and that's what we're trying to get back to. But So kids dress up as their favorite granddad, okay? The granddad would dress up as the youngest grandson. And for one day, <laughs> kid would be married to his grandmother. <laughs> And they wouldn't do they wouldn't do any of the business that you're thinking of because it was a, it was a simpler time, okay? No one was doing any of that, okay? But granddad would go to school and he would relearn multiplication. He would challenge the other children to races so he could hold his breath longer. And at the end of it, they would switch back places. And so the kid the next day goes to school. He's got all the wisdom. It was a grandpop, his favorite grandpop. And he's he's telling stories. <laughs> he's talking about the the Great War. He he's he's got a new new way to open a can, if you know what I mean. And the the they said the granddads who got to be the kid for a day, they'd live an extra five years. Okay? We don't do stuff like that anymore, okay? You go down, you go down, you, you could you get a flat tire, okay, in the middle of your neighborhood now. And some of these places in America, first thing they do, they're going to try to put you on YouTube, make a laughing stock <laughs> out of you. They say, hey, this guy doesn't know how to drive. Well, you know, God damn it, let's all fix this tire. Maybe this guy, maybe this guy, maybe this guy, he doesn't keep a spare tire in his, 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 his trunk. He's an Italian gentleman, and he likes to keep all his pastas in there. Well, you know what? Let's help him out instead of pointing and laughing at him and saying, "Hey, why don't you go? Why don't you go drive back to the spaghetti factory?" 
Let's help them drive there, okay? That's what we're trying to get done. This isn't just this isn't just about getting in the Oval Office and you know to put new paint on the walls. It's about making everyone respect each other again. I don't care if they're Puerto Rican, they're they're Jewish, they're uh, they're they're one of the the Greek Greek types. We're gonna, we're gonna respect each other again, whether you're you're black or regular. Whether okay. you're now, like a midsummer religion, or you're one of the Adam Smith people, or you're one of the the you know the the fellers that knock on my door. Whatever you got, you know, if car breaks down and you ain't got no wheels, you can just put the back wheel in the middle and push it home. And nowadays, everybody wants here to come with another wheel, or maybe cutting the wheel in half to make it easier to slide. But that ain't gonna work, Jack. You got to have one wheel for a car. Because that's just that's just common sense. Now, when I was uh, in high school, I worked in a factory on the weekend. My old man, he said, you want to become a man? You want to do well in this world? You get yourself a job. And so that's what I did. I worked in a factory in the Radio Flyer factory, built red wagons. You don't see them like that no more. And, <laughs> well, it breaks my heart to see, but... <laughs> I had a boss, and his name, he was a, a big man. His name was Stanley Toad, and he had a wife, and she was well, she was Hungarian, and uh, she was about twice the size of most men. And uh, the thing is, is that people don't, if you told a high schooler to get a job now, they'd probably spit in your face and, 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 and text MySpace about it. And the problem is that, they don't understand if you want to become Santa Claus, you got to work like an elf. <laughs> close out, close out my remarks here from this beautiful crowd of people. Uh, ones always raise their raise their kids like they're all gonna be all gonna be sheriff. Okay. I want to make it clear. What we want to do, day one in that Oval Office, we want to take men, women, homosexuals, everyone, and we want to say, "This is la- treat this like the last day of your life," because it's the it's the, it's the end of the type of country where. We're pointing and laughing, and we're 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 we're, jive, we're we're talking jive to each other. This is the new day, day one in the White House. It's gonna be respect, and it's not the not the kind of respect that the the hen shows the fox. Okay, it's not fear. It's love. You know, we'll, we're we're gonna have a new type. We're gonna be a new type of uh, Trump in there. Or Donald Tr- Draper, when we're when we're in there and we're sitting in there and we got our Oval Office and we got all of our drinks in front of us and we're ready to start the day, right? We're gonna remind everyone, you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be Robin Hood, but no one wants to build the castle walls. And the castle walls is how you protect the Latinos and how you protect the homosexuals, and even nowadays you protect the transgenders. And you got them all in there in your castle walls, and guess what? You built some castle walls, you're a bad guy. But it doesn't, you know what? You're like Batman in the way that you protecting everyone, but you're not everyone's best friend. Now, when I was in the, the military, I knew a fellow named uh, Homer Sink, and uh, he was a carpenter um, by trade. And what he would do is he would, uh, he'd always give me a, you know, he'd come in, he knew my favorite, you know, tropical misters. He'd give me a whole bag and say, you know, you don't know me, but I always knew that I'd get him back. And what people don't uh, do these days, uh, you don't see many Homer sinks. You don't have, uh, you don't have tropical misters. And what people want to be talking about now is, you know, how we're going to be, you know, tricking everyone else. And stealing. And you know, everybody wants to be Bart Simpson. They don't want to be Homer Simpson, and they failed to talk about Homer. Homer Simpson had a two-story house. And he put his whole family in there. 
And Bart Simpson had a skateboard, but he's cooler. And to me, that's kind of what we talk about, you know, the debt ceilings and financial responsibility. You want to be more like Homer than Bart, who has equity, which you can take to the bank. End of the day, end of the day, you're not going to get a picnic without flies. But never, never leave the house while well, you don't have to worry about flies, but you're never, never going to share that egg salad with Sally. I want you to remember that when you go home today. You know, you know. When you have this yeah, type of people, no, they're, 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 they're sitting at the, they're, they're, uh, sitting at the bus stop. They, go right they got their hands on their sack car. lunch. A nice brown paper uh, bag used God. to be the best sack but lunch you get. Girl you can get your rice bread, you have your lunch meat, and you have your sandwich in there, and you put it in aluminum. And then you go sit on your big metal steel platform in the skyscrapers, which we don't build anymore, that we could build again. And we did it after 9-11. Well, I know a nice girl. And you said, know you have that on your college. You see a girl, maybe get and a, you think maybe, a nice, you know, I'll you know, make a good wife.